even Conan doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I like it. He's, he mentioned how he's, he's okay with the AAA guys, the wrestlers. He's like, it's, they're not the problem. It's the other guy. You know, the guy in charge. <laughs> the, guys in charge the people in charge are the problem. But, yeah, uh, the big news. Well, I mean, there's a lot of news from this uh, this past these past few weeks, but the big news was on Tuesday, AAA finally released a portion of Triple Mania 25 lineup. Um, most of us already know that Psycho Clown versus Dr. Wagner Jr. is the big ma- uh, it's the big match, a mask match. It was announced last year, and they're actually weeks away from that possibly being a reality. Now, first of all, Kurt, when that match was announced a year ago, did you think this was going to actually get to this point without any issues? No, I didn't, because Dr. Wagner's involved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, they're only a couple, they're about, what, a month away from it possibly happening, you know? Yes. So they, I, I, I like the way you say that, possibly. Yeah. Cause, because whenever, uh, well, with, with the combination of being AAA and being Dr. Wagner Jr., I think possible has to be hovering around there like the sword of Damocles. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing was that they had they held that press conference and you would think Dr. Wagner Jr. and Psycho Clown would be at that press conference, but they weren't. So, you know, there were a couple, <laughs> you know, there were a couple of people who were a little worried about it, but they They announced. were doing their best Nick Diaz impersonation not showing up to uh scheduled events. Well, you know, the thing is, I think they're going to have they're going to hold a press conference like a couple of days before um Triple Mania, and they've also been doing a lot of other stuff like they did the they did a press conference where they um revealed those two planes that have one plane has um Psycho Clown's likeness and another plane has um Dr. Wagner Jr.'s likeness. So, they've been doing a lot of They've been they've been doing some conferences and news, you know, press conferences and stuff like that. Just for some reason, the Triple Mania one, they decided not to. So you know. Well, the, you know, the, the 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 kind of cool thing about this match coming off is, um, after the match, we'll get to see a video of Psycho Clown's face without it being all grainy and right next to a trashed automobile. <laughs> well, you know, we'll get to that match again because we have some news for that match. Oh. Well, but uh, the press conference. They, uh, what, the three people that were in charge of handling the press conference, uh, revealing these exciting matches, were, of course, Dorian Rodan, Vampiro, and some dude from the um, the company that's sponsoring Triple Mania and that um, La Llave a la Gloria tournament, tryout uh-huh. tournament, whatever it is that you want to call it. They were the three people rep- like handling the, the, the big reveal of every single match. And, you know, of course, this being AAA, you know, every reveal they try to, like, they would give you a portion of a match or not really tell you the match, just tell you that this was happening. So the very first match that they revealed was that there would be a final to the La Llave a la Gloria tryout. And, of course, you want to know who's in it, right? I am just waiting. I... Well, well, guess what? They didn't tell us anything. <laughs> ah. they, they basically told us that they're going to still have another tryout, I think, this week. This weekend they have a tryout, and then there's a, and then on 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 August 12th in Naucalpan, they are going to have the finals. The, all the everybody that's still involved in this, they're all going to show up, I guess, and they're going to announce who's going to be in this uh, Triple Mania uh, match. Which you know, if you follow these guys, a lot of these guys have ruffled independent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, some haven't even showed up in AAA again, so it's like. I think we're all hoping it's just Hijo. I think you saw Hijo del Vikingo, didn't you? I'm sorry, what's that? Did you see Hijo del Vikingo? No, I haven't. 
No, okay. Well, he's the good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if you if you go through AAA TV, mm-hmm. just, just search for anything with Hijo del Vikingo. Okay. With so that's where he's son, worth son checking of, out son, then, yeah. Yes, son of Viking. Son of the Viking. Well, yes. I'll be a son of a just, Viking. Yes. Just I do remember that. the original Vikingo. Yeah. Just search for Who that. Teamed with, uh, teamed with Renato Torres as the hip, the hippies. Yeah, well, this guy's small, so he's definitely not. not Is he a uh, hippie? Yeah, well, he could be, you know, because he, do he, he does a really good job. He's really good. Oh, really okay. Good, so, Very yeah. cool. So there yeah. is a reason to watch uh, AAA. Yeah, yeah, there is. Like, but it's basically his two matches. Okay. So you'll be, you'll be done with watching AAA pretty quickly. <laughs> I certainly will. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah, so that match, they really didn't say much beyond that, that they're going to have the tryouts and another. And then the second match that was announced is your traditional AAA big show, uh, Relevos de Locura mixed um, Atomicos match. Yes. Which is basically, this time, it's going to be Big Mommy, Dinastia, Estrella Divina, and Mascara de Bronce versus Hernandez, La Yedra, Mamba, and Mini Psycho Clown. Now, ah, how excited are you about that match, Kurt? Is that going to get you to order this show if, if, it, if it's available on iPay-Per-View? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm still having flashbacks uh, from the Vianos and Clowns. Uh, well, you, you, well, you, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was telling the Lucha Talk guys, I go, well, you know, I learned my lesson like from two years ago, like even before the bad AAA show, the one where that it didn't work, remember? That's right. That was the one where uh, you, you went to a lucha show. Because yeah, the lucha show, Superboy's birthday yes, party. Yeah, and I didn't go because I was like, I must watch Triple Mania. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And that's my, that was my reaction to that. Well, so that's the that's the second match, and you know, really the the only I mean, the only interesting thing in this is that Mastro de Bronze has he supposedly has a suitcase that where he earns a shot at the at Johnny Mundo's Triple A Mega World Title. Yeah. So he's in this match. So I don't know if he still has it, but it's possible that maybe he could get it back because um, I know Hernandez and Kevin Cross keep trying to steal it, kept stealing it from him. So maybe he'll have it by this point, and hopefully he can get his shot because you know, poor guy, he really deserves it. Yes. Yes. The third match, and this is a this is somebody that's returning. We'll talk about her return. Sexy Star defends her Reina de Reina's title against the winner of an elimination match that will be held at Aguas Calientes in um, July 27th. Obviously, I think this is this week, so we should know. Once you listen to this podcast, you'll probably know who she's cha- who's challenging her. But uh, Sexy Star returning to AAA, how surprised are you about that, Kurt? Actually, pretty surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite surprised. I uh, Now, the whole, uh, the whole thing with uh, Tyra, uh, Taya, yeah, doing the tweet saying, like, you know, she is really pissed and, like, this is not a worker. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, then I know uh, Johnny Mundo tweeted something about Vampiro, and I'm hearing two different stories as it's been a work all along or they're in the process of turning it from a shoot to a work. Well, you know what I think happened? Well, basically, let me explain what happened. So uh, mm-hmm. I think – about what was it the the triple a show in monterey a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. um vampiro came out and said that he was um i think they had the man i think they held no it was the show before that the show before that they held their show and the next day vampiro triple uh, a re- sent out a press release that the reign of the reina's title had been vacated 
that they had stripped the title off of um, Taya. For using so they, a chokehold, right? Well, before that, they didn't explain it. They just basically ah. said that. They, and then, like, I think as, they, as it went along, they started writing the story about how it was because he um, choked or she did something illegal against Ayako Hamada or didn't win cleanly. And so everybody was like, well, it was a no DQ match. Any way she wanted, it didn't matter. <laughs> I so, love it. So it made Vampiro look like a complete idiot, which I'm sure he's used to. But um, yes. this, this time around, it was like it came off like that. So then they cut fast forward to Monterey's um, show. And Vampiro comes out and he talks about how he had to strip the title off of Taya because she had cheated in her match or she didn't win fairly the match against Ayako in um, Tijuana. So then uh, that's when Sexy Star was announced as returning to uh, <laughs> AAA. And who would be in the match to determine a new... Uh, they, he basically said they were going to crown a new champion. Sexy Star returns. She wins the title. And now everybody's upset. Taya got even more upset, supposedly, and um, at that point, well, before that, what happened with the belts, mm-hmm. they had, the, 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 the story that, 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 that came around was that um, the AAA had asked Johnny Mundo to bring along the title because they were going to take pictures of, of the Reina, the Reina title, title, title for, uh, for, some, for some press release or whatever, and uh, so he brought it along, and that's when they stripped um, Taya the belts. So then uh, afterwards with this, Taya got upset again and started like, she kind of was like, well, you know, I never really lost the belt, so I don't understand what's going on. And and then Johnny Mundo got upset and started talk, calling, uh, he called Vampiro uh, a turd cutter and an <laughs> office stooge. So it led to them like, you know, you figured after the first couple of weeks when Taya was upset that this would happen and then Mundo did. Mundo was still booked for an EMW show, which is... Um, it's a promotion in Tijuana that uses AAA talent. Mm-hmm. But at, at, I think the day before that, Vampiro announced that he was going to be at that show. So then um, everybody assumed, oh, maybe he, maybe he's going to like announce that Mundo's not going to be there, or or he's going to strip the titles off of Mundo, or they're going to make it official that he's going to lose the titles at that show. So what happens at this show in Tijuana? Johnny Mundo's in a three-way match with Hijo del Fantasma Tejano Jr. <laughs> Johnny Mundo wins. <laughs> so then at the end of the match, Johnny Mundo starts cursing at um, Vampiro, calls him, you know, a, you know, an asshole and all this other stuff, called him a turd cutter as usual and all this other stuff. <laughs> I love turd cutter. <laughs> an office stooge. And he throws the belt at, um, at Vampiro's feet. So then Vampiro gets upset and tells him he's good. He says he likes, he thinks that, um, he thinks Mundo and Taya are good. And he tells him that he, 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 he gives, he pans the belts back to him, shoves the belts back at him. Mundo throws them back at him, and he walks away, you know, they, and even throws the mic at um, Vampiro. So, so basically, now we have all this going on, and then Sexy Star makes her way back. And there's a lot of confusion, confusion basically, right now. So nobody, yeah. like, I think, I think you have some people who think it's a work, because Johnny Mundo's still working with them. He's still honoring his, um, his dates with AAA. Mm-hmm. But Ty is basically not there anymore at, at this moment. Interesting. So it's like it kind of comes off like the Taya end of it kind of seems like it's she could be upset, and the Mundo side of things is like it's business. You know, we got to keep going. <laughs> so it's like that's why everybody's so confused with it right now. Yeah. So it's a wait and see type situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know this. 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 And and everybody's like making. You know how it's an elimination match. Everybody's trying to like making uh, poking fun at the possibility that the winner of that elimination match. Will be Taya. 
Mm-hmm. And somehow they'll just end up with Taya facing sexy star again. <laughs> anyway, so it's like it's like it's like they they're just doing all this weird stuff. And you know, like like a lot of people were saying this this if it was a sh- uh, work, doing it over the internet that's not the that's not the fan base. And in English, it's not the fan base that uh that AAA really attracts. No, that's true. That's you know, true. Like, uh, although it, 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 yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know they do write in Spanish, but it's like those fans don't really care. I think it's more it more alienates them than anything else. I would think so too. Yeah. Um, I, although people have tried some weird stuff, like I, I could picture somebody. You know, I'm not saying that this, this is definitely a work, but I could see somebody in there thinking, "Ooh, let's do it on the internet. We'll get a hundred likes on Facebook or something." Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't be shocked because I mean, because there I mean, are a lot of people who actually do believe that uh, something like Facebook carries a lot of weight. Where you know, we've seen we've seen how that helps get people to shows here in SoCal. It really doesn't. I mean, it's amazing. Like, not at I, all. I, I, I laugh when people are like, "Oh, I have one hundred thousand followers," or or 100,000 likes, on, or, you know, on Facebook, and it's like, are you making any money off of that? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, then what are you, like, it doesn't really help, you know, it's not, I think, I think if you're good at what you do, you're going to, that's how you're going to get more recognition and stuff like that, but it's like, I don't think it really matters, that stuff. You know, the other funny thing is, like, right after that stuff was going on, um, Taya, Johnny Mundo were announced as working um, a house show for um, Impact, Global Force Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, and that's that's a promotion that's dealing with AAA. So it's like there has to be. I think I think what what happened is like Taya is not going to be working as much in Mexico. So maybe mm-hmm. that's probably what you know, like oh, this is my way to like just say like they could build the storyline off of it down the road. I'll show up because you know, sexy star. How bad was her situation when she left? Pretty bad, yeah, <laughs> you know. And this and, this and is bad. minimal compared to the way she left. And you know, the funniest thing is like. Sexy Star talks about how she came back because she she didn't want anyone else to wear the sexy star character, be the sexy star character, and all this stuff. She is such a mark for herself. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we've gone through that. Should we should we call her Hell Girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's an interview I just heard that's just really ridiculous with her. Like, they ask her if she thinks the fans are upset with her for reaching AAA, and she's like, you know what, my fans. And like she's like she's like they 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 the people who follow my career they love me no matter what I do and it's like oh my god it's like <laughs> I, I, you know what I was thinking while I was listening to that I was so thankful to that L Ray press person press girl that like told us we could only ask her two questions uh-huh. on that tour because I don't think I could have handled <laughs> listening to the forty minutes of her bullshit you know? oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, we were we were a little uh, we were a little miffed when we were given all these limitations to asking questions, but maybe that one was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I see that person, if I ever see that person, I'll apologize to her. She <laughs> yes, was, she was rather pushy, but you know I understand. Now I understand, and now I, I'm I get it. Now maybe she knows more than we do. Maybe she's like, "Oh no, they're not going to interview her, are they?" I, oh Jesus, <laughs> what's she going to say this time? Yes, these people don't want don't don't let these people suffer any more than two questions. <laughs> yeah. So the fourth match in Triple Mania is another match. It's a four way tag match for the Triple A World Tag Team Titles. Dark Cuervo and Dark Scoria defend the titles against Aerostar and Drago. 
Monster Clown and Murder Clown, and a team from Global Force Wrestling. Could be anybody, because we don't know who it is. Yes. 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 And, you know, this is interesting, because they've, they've been running this angle on, on AAA TV, where Aerostar and Drago, they team up with um, this, this, this younger guy named Raptor. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been feuding with, uh, with the Poder del Norte over the AAA Trios titles. So they're, on, they're like in a best-of-five series. And you would think like the final for that best of five series would be in Triple Mania, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the main event. Wrestling works in mysterious ways. Yeah. You know, they could change it. You know, you never know. It's Triple A. It's, it's, yes. it's Vampiro. He's been changing every single show. So. <laughs> yeah, but this match should be, I, this, might, this match might be okay. I, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't really like Monster Clown or Murder Clown, so I'm not sure how this, and then we don't know what the Global Force team will look like, too. We uh, shall see, but yeah. we shall not see. I shall not yes. see. You, you shall not see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll only watch the, the women's match, right? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, that's, that's when I watch CMLL. I'll watch the women's you match. You know what's going to happen. You'll do what you do with um, IWRG. You'll tune into something, and like it'll be the wrong show, and you'll be watching 20 minutes of like Poder del Norte versus... Uh, <laughs> Monster Clown and Murder Clown or something. I'll say, hey, this thing's a lot more interesting than I thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. So then the, the, they announced the fifth match. And they this was the match that they were going to have some huge surprises that they were going to bring out at the press conference. We, mm-hmm. actually, got, we actually got word early on that Intoca- Intocable and Scorpio Jr. were making their way back to AAA. Really? Uh, yes. How excited were you about those two guys making their way back for this? Well, it's AAA, so yeah. <laughs> so they announced that they were going to have a, a 30-person Copa Triple Mania. And the, the only name they announced initially was La Parca. Really? Yes. As usual, that's a tradition. For any, turno- any battle royal, any tournament, the first guy and only guy they will name is La Parca, and then everybody else will be to, to, to be determined, basically. Oh, trip out. Trip so then, out. But then they announced they were going to have impact guys on this match, in this match. Because what, what better way to waste a booking of these guys than in a battle royal or any type of 30-man you know, type of thing? <laughs> they were bringing in Lashley and Moose. But then the big surprises came out. As Dorian Roldan announced that they, were, they had been contacting AAA stars from the past, the present, and even wrestlers that have never been in AAA. <laughs> so who were the three men that came out? We actually interviewed one of these men just last year, Kurt. Oh my gosh, Oriental? No. Oh, wait. He might be. He might be in there at some point. <laughs> are you? Are you sitting? I'm sitting. Yeah. Okay. So the first two, obviously, Intocable and Scorpio Junior. They all, they both walk out, mm-hmm. and the third man carrying a snake, Psychosis, makes his way back to Triple. No way. Yes, Psychosis Two Ripper. Holy With, shit, the psychosis. Yes, not the, well, not the psychosis, the other psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other psychosis. Yes. Do you think, now, Kurt, I need, you, you do watch CMLL. Do you think this is going to really hurt CML TV, the loss of psychosis? No, it, it's going to be a godsend, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're the, third, you're the third person that said that, like, I said that. Rob said that, and now you said that. <laughs> now, okay, 
is there do you have like a Twitter feed to somebody in administration AAA? Because I was going to say maybe we could highly recommend Pia Rose and um, Diamante Asul. Yes. I would be so happy, but they can't take Rush with them. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it means taking getting rid of Pia and Diamante Asul, I think we could sacrifice losing Rush. That's true, because only AAA could make somebody like Rush look invisible in a six-man tag. Well, look at a, remember how cool Averno was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I mean, you see him more because he's in, he, they do a lot of um, story stuff with him. But it's like, he used to be in a lot of great matches. Yeah, he was damn good. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so, 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 so Ripper was very happy to be back home. Psychosis, I mean. He was very happy to be back home. And I'm, I'm just thinking, man, really? <laughs> we'll see if he's happy in another two months <laughs> yeah yeah you know he'll be he'll be like he, he's one of those guys that gets upset about all that like all the the pay and stuff like that so i bet you he'll be upset as soon as he sees some b- bigger name show up for this for this um copa triple mania yes yeah so the sixth match at, for this match they did have two of the participants at the press conference but it is the three a three-way match for the Triple A Triple Crown, held by Johnny Mundo, he will actually be there to defend the title against Tejano Jr. and Hijo del Fantasma. And not only that, Vampiro chain decided to get, add some stipulations to this match. He said, "You know what?" He told. He said, "I talked to Dorian, and I wanted to make this match even more exciting. So I told him, let's hang the three belts over the ring." And make it a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Where, where that, that's like innovative. Where did they get that idea? <laughs> and, you know, that might actually be the one good match. Although, <laughs> you know, you never know with these guys. But yes, know, it should be good. I mean, and you know, it's funny because all this stuff about Johnny Mundo like being upset and stuff like that. That's that's why it's kind of like people still kind of have this doubt about it. Yes, because he's working this show. But you know, I think having like talked to him and like him talking to other people, he kind of seems like the type of person that if he's booked and like he keeps his word, like he actually still shows up to those ah, uh, shows. Well, That's what good. I've gathered, yeah, from other people that have like been in touch with him. But yeah, that should be like the one good, that should be pretty good. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know how, how you know, it's AAA, so I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of interference and other crap that happens that ends up killing it. Well, the uh, good thing is, is you know, if you don't buy the pay-per-view, you can hear if it was worth watching and take refuge in YouTube and yeah, you watch know. the watch the TV show when they show it again. Yeah, watch it with one with one hand on the remote to fast forward and uh, the occasional cool moment. Yeah, yeah, Although, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> Interesting. The seventh match is a street fight between Pagano and El Macias. So I know you don't really care about that match. Nope, I do not. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because they actually showed up and they were like having this. Um, they had a little like pull apart and stuff because, and, and Vampiro. I think the only thing Vampiro, Vampiro really had the urge to say that Pagano was a big fan of his when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, geez, come on, Vampiro, really? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be surprising because Pagano's not very good in the ring. But that, that should be, <laughs> you know, if it's a street fight, that should at least be exciting because, especially if Messias brings his A game. Mm-hmm. Big show. He's he's really good in big shows, but lately he hasn't been that good as as Macias, He hasn't been anywhere as good as um as his counterpart in um, Lucha Underground as Neil Marquez. Yes. Yeah. So the main event, once again, Psycho Clown versus Doctor Wagner Jr. in a mask match. 
Dorian Roldan mentioned that he had been talking to Super Porky and how Super Porky wants to be at that event, but since he's part of CMLL, there's probably not a... I think there's going to be a situation where maybe Super Porky's going to have to decide if he's going to, like... <laughs> I, I'm guessing it... I'm guessing Dorian had to decide if he's going to, like, like pay Porky's expenses, medical expenses, because that's really the only reason I think Porky's still with CMLL. Cause, um, yeah, probably. Because Paco Alonso, like, the, the Luteroff family has been very, like, helpful at the, on that end with him. Um, he's really made it a point not to say anything when the, that whole situation with Ultimo Girl came up. He's been very, um, you know, very, I'm loyal to CMLL, and he doesn't have, he had nothing to do with that, and they've yeah. been very, he's been very separate from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Dorian also said that there is some possible involvement in this match from the Alvarado and Wagner families. So ah. there is a slight chance that we might be seeing the return of Silver King to AAA. How excited are you about that? I'm excited. Yes. And maybe not Maximo, maybe Maximo La Mascara. We don't know. <laughs> but I think it's more likely Silver King and uh, his son or... Or you know his his you know his quote unquote son because I think he's given that gimmick to different people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then the other news was um, they still don't know if it'll be on iPay per view, pay per view, live TV. Uh, there will be no Hall of Fame in Triple Mania, but there will be one in um, Heroes Immortales in October. And uh, they did not announce Alberto Patron would be on this show. Although I wouldn't be shocked if he's in, the, in that thirty person um, Copa Triple Mania. Maybe they oh, just, hmm. yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like staying quiet, like um, like um, impact is with him right now. So who knows? Yes, yes. That is your AAA news, and I know Kurt. This is basically this is all news to you because you haven't been watching AAA. Not at all. Not for a long, yeah. long time. <laughs> you, you you broke your promise of watching AAA. I, I'm sure. I'm sure Conan is heartbroken. <laughs> that you never I, took any yes, help on that. That's a, that's a lie I told that I I have an odd feeling I might actually be forgiven for, or <laughs> if not forgiven, envied for. Well, you know what? He probably forgives you right now, but then like when he returns to the AAA, he'll 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 blast you. <laughs> it's only how dare you trash it? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you trash the number one promotion in the world today? <laughs> yes. So now we talk about CMLL, something you do watch. Yes. Yes. And we will. I, I guess there there were really two shows that that from since the last podcast I that um that we did for the Lutero podcast, two shows that actually happened that had I think a couple of matches that were pretty important. Um, did you watch the the July Fourteenth show? Uh, July. Vol- yeah, with which one? Volador Junior and Ultimo Girl. No, you know what? I started watching their match, which I liked what I saw of it, but uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. The only thing I've seen from the last two weeks is. I at work at work today. I did uh, with a sly eye watch the Natalia Vasquez Cup. Did you watch Pirot win Vangelis's hair? No, I did not. You are you disappointed? You didn't even try to watch that. No, I think I avoided it. <laughs> it I only, wanted. Yeah. It was only it was only six minutes long. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, thinking, bother, right? I'm, I'm thinking of a, a six-minute Apuestas match. I'm thinking back on Diamante Azul versus Pia Roth, uh, Mask versus Mask. I'm just thinking, man, this is the year of throwaway Apuesta matches. And, and there have been many. I mean, not just in CMLL, but um, AAA had that one match where it was like the, the, the four-way or whatever the fuck that was, like with all the tag teams and with Poder del Norte, 
losing their mask and stuff like that, or hair or whatever they lost. Remember that? Wow. And then, and then, <laughs> and then this, and then IWRG always has at least a couple of shows where it's like, why are they doing this? Why are they wasting? But it's, I think they think that it's going to draw people, and I think sometimes it does. But there's certain guys that aren't going to. And, you know, really, this one, Pierrot versus Vangelis, I think they knew right away that wasn't going to draw anybody because they put it underneath the universal title um, final. It's, and it's not like it's it's the hair of Rush versus the hair of Volador, two guys yeah, yeah. who are stars, and uh, their hair is almost like their trademark. <laughs> not my, their my, trademark, but one of their trademarks. My favorite part of that Pierrot-Vangelis match was, like, by the – by by like middle part of the second fall, mm-hmm. and this was like th- think about this. It was like a minute and a half for the first fall, and maybe like two minutes for the second fall. By the mid part point of that second fall, Puros was already blown up. Wow, he was already gassed. He was like already like he was breathing heavily and stuff. He's probably he's probably saying to them in the dressing room, "Okay, the next up this match. Can we make it a six man tag?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "This this is." This wrestling stuff is very tiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I, yeah, it's only a six-minute match. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that like? Is that like the shortest like stipulation like hair match or mask match that you've heard? Yeah, of? I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous. Um, Volador versus Ultima Girl was really good. Um, I thought it was probably. I think the 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 trios match that was underneath that had um, I think it was uh, Mystico, Caristico, and Dragon Lee. That was really good. But oh, very cool. But you, you know, Volador Jr. versus Ultimo Girl, the thing is, is that these guys, you see them wrestle so many times that they don't, well, you know, really, they, they, I think more so the, the style that they work, that I think sometimes people kind of get tired of seeing the same stuff. And CML, it's, it's, it's not just like, it's not just one specific matchup. I think it's just the guys always have this certain... <coughs> There's a CMLL style, right? Like yes, yeah, exactly. There's CMLL style, and you know, there's a, there's a good deal of repetition, and uh, you know, and you're and, and it's going to be more transparent just with YouTube, the internet, because almost yeah. everything is filmed, and so, um, you know, yeah, it's 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 one of the, in my opinion, one of the weaknesses of CML, but it's not a major one. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> I you know fortunately since I watched so much less than I used to what I did see of the Volador uh, Ultima Guerrero mask I enjoyed immensely yeah and that's because I haven't seen them over and over I've, you know I've I think I've seen them in six men tags a bunch of times but that's much different than a singles match so then the following week they had uh, they had the Copa Natalia Vasquez which was a very prestigious title named after a uh, I mean the pioneer of women's wrestling in Mexico. Natalia Vasquez, who, I mean, all of us historians knew about. Um, I know Dr. Lucha wrote a long, is going to write a long, um, long feature on her. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, heard, when I heard <laughs> this cup, I got to tell you, when I heard this cup was honoring Natalia Vasquez, I just got goosebumps and I said, who? Yes. <laughs> you know, I think everybody said that. Or, or as Conan said, who the fuck is Natalia Vasquez? <laughs> Well, there's one picture of her. She's a very, a very cute gal. Um, yeah. But that's about the only evidence I've, I've, I've been kind of googling trying to find stuff, and the only thing I find is about the cup or just the mention that she um, wrestled on the very first uh, CMLL show that would feature a women's match. It, um, it was- it would have been cool, like if she was still alive and they brought her out, like a hundred uh, years old. Well, you know, I yeah, that would be great. I <laughs> I mean, I think 
personally, I think, why don't they do a cup after one of the, you know, you know, veterans like, uh, you know, Tony, Tony Tapatia or, um, Irma Gonzalez. Yeah. Somebody who's still around. Yeah. Know, or, yeah. Or and somebody who really, who is really on the scene, you know, it's, yeah, you, you know, it's funny because when they were announcing this at the press conference, uh, this one guy, this one reporter was like, you know, I was reading up on this um, this Natalia Vasquez, and she only wrestled a couple of times, and there was a reporter that was covering Lucha Libre at that time, and, uh, well, I don't want to say this, but uh, she wasn't very good. <laughs> and I'm just laughing. I started laughing, like, dude, really? And this guy was like... <laughs> So, so I'm like, why are you? So what's your question? If you're just putting down this poor lady, and it's like, but then um, like nobody knew who she was. Like the, the women were like, oh, she was a pioneer, you know. Of course we're going on, you know. It's it would be one thing like we do, we see this a lot with baseball where they honor like the new Negro League um, stars, mm-hmm. but they actually have footage. They have somebody who talks about that person and you know does some research on this. And then they had um, Julio Cesar Rivera. He's like, well, you know, I know there's three three pictures that exist of her. But I've never seen one of them. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are really getting this lady over. Um, I really just think it probably they just wanted to do a Copa for the women, give them something to like fight for because, you know, they got to start like, you know, if you're going to have this division for the women, I think they they used to do this with the minis too. But if you're going to like honor these this division, you have to do something like this. And I think, I just think they could have gone with somebody else. You know, they could have found like somebody within the last. 30, 40 years that existed. They could have named it. There's a lot of them. There's Chabela Romero. Um, Copa Dark Angel. I mean, shit. She's, she's probably the the female most responsible for the current wave of women's yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Very good point. I actually enjoyed the tournament. I didn't uh-huh. watch the other matches of of the night yet. But First, did you watch the Battle Royal? Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. How could yeah. you? Yeah. You could have just skipped that and fin and it, it got the... it, uh, yeah. I I started enjoying it once the battle royal was uh, wrapped up. I thought they were very smart to wind it up with that, you know, like Amapola in there, mm-hmm. uh, because a match like that where you have a handful of really experienced women who are really good and a lot of gals who are either green or just okay. It it, it could become a clusterfuck so quickly. Did you and, notice did you notice this was a big match because um Comandante she had um she she changed her hairstyle. She didn't have curls. She straightened her hair. I didn't <laughs> You didn't notice that? I didn't notice that. No, I, I, no you're right though. Yeah. You know, I I must be like that. You know what? I, it's so funny I wasn't even thinking of that, but yeah, right. I must be I must be like the expert in on hairstyles of, of the women that appear on CML television and, and I'm taking shows. after I'm taking after my father who when I bleached my hair big mushroom cloud and my mom said do you know anything different about your son and my dad just stared at me and was trying to figure out and he said well, you darkened your eyebrows <laughs> 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 so uh, I didn't I didn't inherit his uh, his genius for. Uh, nuclear magnetic physics, but I did get his uh, space cadet, uh, uh, you know, facial aphasia or whatever you call Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Facial dyslexia, that's what I meant to say. Um, Yeah, it it was a lot better than I expected it to be, 
Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's funny because I think there were some points where it kind of seemed like it was a little with the you know the women that aren't very good. I think they kept yeah. them, I, I think they kept them there a little too long, like Scotty and um, Comandante, Seductora. Let me just name like half the. Marisa. <laughs> well, and that was the thing when I when I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, are they gonna have the last ones be like the really green ones? But no, they had they had women who could lead it. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, well, you know, Lady Maravilla debuted on that man on that show too, in that match. Yes. What do you think of Lady Maravilla? Ah, uh, not bad. I mean. You can say that about all the women. <laughs> that's, your, that's your compliment about well, not bad. You know, she's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, she was she wasn't bad. I, I, you know, the one one of the ones I was looking at was uh, Sonelli. Uh, Ma, yeah, a Mono Negra's daughter. Yeah, Sonelli. Yeah. Uh, she looks like she has potential. I mean, she. Wow, you're the hey, you're the third person to say that now. Really? <laughs> yes, myself. The, the the promoter out of Mon- Monterey, Roberto. I think you. I have told you that my friend's son. Mm-hmm. And now you're the third person. We've all we're all we're all part of Sedali's fan club now. Oh, very cool. She's Damn, very, a she's number of people good. actually agree with me. She's, she's, <laughs> not, she's not very. She's not very good, but like when she's like held from doing like the weird stuff, like she can't run the ropes. I think I, I think you I think I told you about how. Well, well, that's the thing. Whenever she's doing something, you know, a lot of even social luchadors do, like when she's doing cartwheels or taking turnbuckles. It, I mean, she's green, definitely. Yeah. But she looks like she's got a passion for it, and I mean, she didn't suck, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is not the weirdest thing to say. You know, I like Dallas. I oh, like no, Marcella. I- yeah, but whenever the two are in the ring together, it's weird. It looks like they're scared they're going to hurt each other. It's like yeah, they have it, to... it, 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 it's kind of like, and I think that's what's hurting the the division. That when Marcelo's in there with um, Dallas, mm-hmm. the match the matches kind of don't look good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It it looks almost like two wrestlers like coming up with a new spot in the gym and just trying it out. To see if it will work, you know. And of course, and this, thing, and this being CML, they always have them work together all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like they don't they don't mesh well. Like they don't they don't fit. They don't they don't have this good chemistry like Marcel and, and Amapola. And it's not like they're bad wrestlers or anything. And I, I enjoyed watching when they're with other people, but just yeah. when they're with each other, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the I think the end of it was on uh, what Suhei versus Zuxis and Dallas, right? And, yeah, and uh, Amapola. Yeah, Amapola. Uh, the three of them all turned on her, and I, the way they sold it to the crowd was really cool. I, I thought the finish was really strong. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good match. I think that was probably like the the the. the, the then they went to the main event. The main event wasn't anything in that show, but the mm-hmm. other thing, the other thing in that ma- on that show was um, the opening match was um, Puma and Tiger, and um, we'll talk about them being in LA. A couple of a week, I think two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, I thought it was funny they were working the opener and backstage when we were. I don't think you did. You catch what we were talking about? What I was talking about with Puma Tiger and Girl Maya Junior. Just you know me a little bits and pieces, did, but not you, solidly. No. Did you catch the part where we were talking about uh, opening matches in CMLL? No, I don't. <laughs> so, uh, we start talking about um, opening matches in CMLL for some reason. I don't know why we were talking about it, and um, I tell them. 
you know, the worst thing about opening matches in CMLL is that they can't do any, like, dives or do anything flashy to get the crowd excited. So, you know, you get you get this really quiet crowd to open a, a CMLL show. And, you know, a dead crowd, basically. And um, unless it's really talented wrestlers, like mm-hmm. Puma and Tiger are. Because Puma yeah. and Tiger worked the opening match on this show. and or, or guys like that who, a good matchup. But, like, and they were talking about how they can't do those dives. And, uh, they, and uh, Piero Mai Jr. brought up how they could only do pescados to the outside. And then I bring up how Stukita's probably the one guy who figured out how to get the fans excited by doing um, like a planche onto the ramp and then maybe doing like a different, like, you know, jumping off the guardrail to do something. Right, right, yeah. So he's doing other stuff and they were talking about, yeah, that's 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 the way you do it. But they were just laughing about the whole thing, like, yeah, that's 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 the that's the orders we get from the promotion. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that was that was a good. I thought that was a good show. Like I didn't hate it. I would say it was okay. Like every match was okay except for the Ingo Bernabas match. And there's some people who said they actually liked the Ingo Bernabas match. Oh wow, so, interesting. I yeah. I, I, just, one of the things I liked about that uh, the Copa was I. It was also fun to see women's wrestling in Mexico with a different plot than just a six woman tag that you see oh, over yeah. and over again. I mean, this I, I, this is going to sound funny, but I, I actually thought it, it was really refreshing to see them, you know, tell a different story. Well, you know, my, my co-host on Lucha Talk, um, Dylan Harris, was telling, he was on, on a podcast about women's wrestling, about women's wrestling around the world, Japan, Mexico, and the U.S., you know, wherever they hold a, 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 a women's show. And yeah. he was saying that um, the the host asked him, you know, I can't really get into um, women's wrestling in Mexico, and and he and he and he's like, oh really? Why not? And he's like, well, you know, the the CML shows it's always trios matches. And he's like, yeah, you could hear our podcast, and that's basically we usually just say it's another trios match and we move <laughs> on. And that's exactly what it is. And I think that's I think that's what CML has to do. Like they have to realize that they're going to put up all these shows every week available. They gotta be. They gotta be a little more creative or more. And you know, again, I don't think they care because they put them up for free, so it doesn't matter. Like, I, right? yeah, and yeah. you know, that that kind of baffles me a bit because, I mean, it's fun for us. We can watch wrestling almost any night we want live. Yeah. But you, when you're kind of seeing similar similar angles of every day of the week, especially when outfits like YouTube, you know, live streaming, is kind of the wave of the future. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I don't know if it is for most households, but if you're an avid wrestling fan like we are, you know, and you want to watch a lot of CMLL, yeah, you're going to see a lot of repetitive stuff within a one-week span. And, I mean, the way we watched wrestling growing up is it was on once a week. So you're not seeing, all, you know, the dark matches, the road shows and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, and, and you kind of wish it was a little bit like, a little variety would hurt. Would hurt exactly, you know? exactly. Especially when you're in a different town each week, but the whole world can see it. Well, you know, I think I think with them, their idea of variety is um, just changing, like the the trios match. <laughs> like, hey, you guys don't, you guys didn't get to see Inquisidor this past Friday. Guess what? You get them on Tuesdays, or you uh. get Akuma on on Mondays, and, and, <laughs> and you know, and Sensei and Canelo Casas on on Sundays, and it's like, although we don't get the Sunday show, but. You know, I think the Sunday show we'd probably like shoot ourselves after if we had to watch that. Yeah, I've I've actually avoided it upon your recommendation. Yeah, you stopped watching Puebla. Yeah, I stopped watching Puebla. I I I'm <laughs> cured. I'm cured of my Puebla fever. Oh no, 
I'm still I, I am still stunned. I can't remember what the lineup was, but I am still stunned that a few months ago when I was still watching it that there was a women's six six woman tag, and it was actually a really good match. And I was thinking of all places in Puebla. Yeah, you know it's weird because there are some good one good um, trios matches, but it's like come on, like you could do a tag team. I mean singles match. Yeah, I don't know why they don't mix it up more like that. Yeah, and speaking of tag teams. We have new Arena Coliseo Tag Team Champions. Oh. Sanson and Quatrero beat Black Cherry and Negro Navarro this past Saturday. Oh, trip out. Yeah, so they're the new champions. And not only that, look at how, how much how much CML thinks of the of the Dinamitas, the, the younger the junior Dinamitas, the new generation Dinamitas. Yes. They had Sanson, Quatrero and Forastero beat Hijos del Infierno in Guadalajara for the Mexican National oh. Trio titles. So oh, they wow. now hold so they now hold um two trios titles and now the also the Arena Coliseo tag team titles. That really tells you how how high they are on these guys. And they're really good. I mean Sanson and Cuatrero are really good. Forestero is a little behind them. Yeah, i I remember the podcast where I had no memory of some yeah. of them. Oh, that the, still weirds the, me out. I mean the, the podcast, I don't know the podcast where I said this was your worst podcast ever and I left when you were as you were leaving. Oh, it was. It was. I I but I've I've seen them since then and yeah. yes, I like them. I like them quite a bit actually. Yes. I I think Forestero is behind but Sanson and Cuatrero, you could tell they were really good. Yeah. And then they also have um, Universal Dos Mizan's son is also in the in CML now. So you have four guys. I don't know why they didn't do something with Universal Dos Mizan Jr. So he could hold the title. You know, make, mm-hmm. him, make him part of family, make him feel wanted. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I, I hope that doesn't mean it's the end of Black Terry Negro Navarro in um, CML because I think they they bring something different. And, you know, I think that... Uh, Oh, really? What they bring different is that it's two guys that we don't see every single week. <laughs> that's that's <pretty> <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're a rare institution, guys yeah. of their age who can really still go. Oh, you know, other news, something that happened earlier that I didn't even write down. Um, Black Terry is going to be heading to Japan in September. Really? Yeah, for who? Uh, for Kai and Tai Dojo, K-Dojo. Way cool. Yeah, he's going with um, Sammy Guevara and... Two other guys that I can't remember right now, but oh, Dookie and um, Cyrus. Very cool. So, that's so awesome. Yeah, Black Terry's like that. That's cool. I, I I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get to watch that. Somebody will will send me a link to that match. When yeah, happens. that would be cool. I would yeah. like to see that too. Yeah. So the other news. Oh, before the show started this past Friday, um, they brought out Blue Panther and Sam Adonis to sign contracts for a hair match on August fourth, ah. and um, this. This this is getting this is getting a good um, heat. I mean, I don't know how good the match is going to be, but it's getting good heat from the crowd. In, like, in fact, when I was uh, when I was fast forwarding to the uh, the Natalia Vasquez Cup, I did come across the, the end of the match uh, of the six man featuring uh, Blue Panther and Sam Adonis. Oh, from and, the previous week. Yeah, and yeah. you are not kidding me. That guy's getting great heat. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, he was on Informa earlier, and he's um, he had the. They were talking about the the. You know, he had the flag with the Trump face on it. Yes. So they asked this one girl in the crowd um, if she's a fan of Sam Adonis, and she's like, "No, I don't like I don't like the fla- the 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 face, the person on the on the flag, and what he represents." She's like, "Obama was way better." 
<laughs> so then oh, that's Tamadonis great. Was, that's awesome. So then Samadonis was like, do you like Peña Nieto, the Mexico president? And mm-hmm. he's like, no, I don't. And then um, the, 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 the announcer, Julio Cesar Rivera, was like, you know what, let's just change the topic because they're going to get in trouble. <laughs> it didn't quite go the way they expected. <laughs> no, no, they, it went the way they expected, but they kind of wanted to end it because, you know, you don't want to talk politics because people are going to get well, you, you want to talk about it, but to get heat for the match. And yeah, it, yeah. It, you it's almost you, like you're, you're having this heat by saying this American president is a real dick. Oh, and so is our president. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well, well have yeah, USA versus Mexico versus Mexico. Yeah, Sam Adonis has been all over the doing a lot of press. on. He did Mark Cole's Winter Palace podcast. But he also did in Mascarados the the Maslucha podcast, and they asked him if he voted for Trump, and he's like, "Oh, I I didn't vote for Trump because I was already in Mexico and I couldn't vote." And he's like, "But I do owe Donald uh, I owe I owe Trump a lot for my career, and that for that I thank him." <laughs> that <was just> awesome. <laughs> That's goes, awesome. Yeah, and he, and then um, I mentioned, well, he's from Pittsburgh, and some guys like, well, he's from Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure he voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because how many times have we we been on at like indie lucha shows and there's somebody, usually not in the main event, but somewhere in the middle of the match, a a heel who will say, Viva Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look over to see the fans getting mad and the fans are just kind of going. Oh, oh, boo! Uh, whatever, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, it's LA also, so we don't really we are we're already living through that. Yeah. But it also takes somebody special to get that kind of, that no, not somebody special, but it's amazing how that's a great way to get heat and uh, you can see that people still don't quite get it. Yeah, <laughs> how to pull yeah. it off. Yeah, well, you know, Sam is, I'm guessing Sam is probably going to win this because he's also going to be in the Grand Prix on uh, mm-hmm. September 1st. But, um, you know, I think it should be good because it's going to, I mean, you know, Blue Panther, he's he's still very good. He's still really good as a, he knows how to work. He knows how to put together a match. I, I think it'll be good. Yes. Hopefully. Uh, they also announced, we finally know the entire team, both teams for um, the Grand Prix, for Team Mexico and Team World. It took them a long time to figure out. Oh, uh, they also mentioned um, Princesa Suhey would be the, the flag bearer for the Mexico team. You know, when they go out there and they... Um, oh, yeah. They oh, that'd the, be cool. Yeah, so that's, she said she was very honored, very touched. Uh, team Mexico, we already knew. It's going to be Volador Jr., Rush, Valiente, Ultimo Guerrero, Euphoria, Dragon Lee, Mephisto, and who who better to represent Mexico than Diamante Azul? <laughs> Those will be the eight. It is, still sounds it, it still sounds promising despite that last entry. Yeah, you know the other guys are good. Um, Team World. I mean, we had some issues with Team World when they started announcing the guys because there were some really questionable decisions. Obviously, the first name they man- mentioned was Haku, which like. Oh, really? I don't. I think he was. A, I think he was the first. Yeah, he was the first one mentioned. Haku. No, the first one mentioned was Matt Taven, and then the second one was Haku. Which really, like, when that, I think we were all thinking, man, this is horrible. <laughs> so then the second, the third guy mentioned was Juice Robinson from New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Satoshi Kojima, also from New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, one of the really good wrestlers from the early two thousands, like, and now it's two thousand seventeen. <laughs> so. Um, from CMLL, Marco Corleone, Sam Adonis, and Johnny Idol. Wow, nice. So that's seven. So today, earlier today, they announced the eighth member being Michael Elgin, Elgin or Elgin. Really? Yes, and he was good. Remember last year? Yes, so, yes, I do. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So he, he, like, 
I, I was I was like thinking, well, you know, I was kind of bummed with the original group, but then once they mentioned Elgin, I was like, okay, he's good. Michael Elgin's good. Plus, we get to hear um, Volador Jr. call him Michelle. <laughs> so that should be fun. Yeah, so yeah, right. that, show, that show should be really good. Um, they also announced the 84th anniversary date will be Saturday, September 16th. I can't remember. I think this might be the first time they've had a, an anniversary show on a Saturday. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I. I wonder why they're changing it from the traditional Friday night shows. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be on at 5 p.m. Mexico time, so it should be early. I think that's what um, three o'clock. Look, yeah. Pacific. So that should mm-hmm. be good. Um, oh, I like how you know how Triple Mania and um, and the anniversary show. Did you know there's actually big boxing ma- fights that night? No, I didn't. Yeah, neither did I. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and I both, you and I both follow boxing with yeah. a bit of a passion. Yeah, I have zero interest in boxing, people. I mean, as much as people, <laughs> I know people like because I like wrestling. They think I'm going to like boxing and mixed martial arts. No, it's, no, it's not only oh, that's not always the case. Yeah, it's wrestling, and actually, I do like sports. It's just I don't like boxing. I don't like boxing. I don't like soccer. I don't like mixed martial arts. I watch baseball basketball and i watch wrestling that's all i watch, I watch. sumo yeah. and you watch sumo yes yes i watch sumo so so yeah. you guys haku, hakuho this? hakuho uh the mongolian yokozuna is probably the best sumo ever the guy is so badass yeah so if they want to if you guys want to ask us about sumo baseball or basketball we have you covered but don't ask yes. us about boxing or Mixed martial. Well, you could, you like mixed martial arts, so you do kind of. You would be able to. Yeah, that. I and you know I I I I just watch it whenever it happens to be on. I used to watch it pretty somewhat passionately, but you know, it seems like it seems like there's a mixed martial arts show presented by UFC. Like it feels like it happens twice a week or something. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. just so much of it. I mean, somebody at work today was saying, "Hey, are you all excited about John Jones and?" You know Daniel Cormier, and I'm just like, oh, oh, well. Yeah, first thing I think is, wait, wasn't there a huge match just a few weeks ago? It's like there's so much of it. It's like a, a better quality version of AAA, where so many people are in the mix. I lose track of who's the. Uh, well, you know what match is happening then. The only reason I know is like when Dave Meltzer is talking about how he has like a day that he has to watch UFC, like. What, what do you think right now is like the the plan for the anniversary show right now? What do you think? What what is your guess? Well, nothing really, right? <laughs> no, nothing. I mean, if I was just gonna guess, and I don't even think this would be the main main event, but I could picture if Sam Adonis goes over Blue Panther, maybe they'll have him against somebody for the hair. Yeah, like him losing um, it. Yeah, but I I don't picture that being much of like a main event match. Whoever you know, it is, and that's the weird thing. Like if you look at like the I think the the top three stiff matches right now that, that are possible. Obviously, once you get past Blue Panther and um, and Adonis, they already have a date. It's all like the secondary match. Like, Suhey versus Duxies has been built up. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Diablo Roja and Gran Guerrero, which would... I, that, I don't think that would draw anybody in. No, not for a main event. Yeah, and then I think there's a third one that they've been building up that hasn't actually gotten a lot of interest either, so... It has to be something. I'm guessing it's going to be a hair match or something because they they're kind of running out of mask matches. Probably, and they and, and you know the, the I think they'd have to have. I mean, I would hope, anyways. I would hope they have somebody like Rush or Volador in the main event spot. I mean, 
I'm guessing it's going to be Ultimo Guerrero versus Niebla Roja, probably. I'd be up for that. Yeah. I mean, because although Niebla Roja always loses, so I think people are going to be like, man, he's going to lose anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, no, no, I've been, I've been totally, I've totally enjoying watching um, Ultimo Guerrero lately. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's he's really good. I mean, he's still he's good. really good, and and I think we talked about this on the last podcast. He's one of the guys who actually who who can brag. I'm trying to elevate the new stars, you know. But not in the not in a backhand compliment sort of way. I mean, I, well, really I don't know about that because he still kind of puts himself over. <laughs> no, he puts himself over strong, yeah. but he but he does make them shine. It's not like a, you oh, know, yeah, it's not, he, it's he, not he, like a, it's not like the old Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, elevating he, him. He's good. He's good. He can't have a, he like if he's gonna have a match with like like say Volador or or you know Caristico. Well, Caristico's older, but like Niebla Roja. I mean, he'd have to work really like he'd have to be really sloppy to like have a a bad match with those guys. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he he does. I mean, he does put in the effort a little more than those guys. Although he does have his moments. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, this past um, July 18th, one of the top promoters of um, Lucha Libre in the 80s and 90s passed away, Benjamin Mora. Yes, and although and... I never met the gentleman, I went to a lot of his shows, both at the Olympic Auditorium in L.A. and at the Auditorium in Tijuana. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I am embarrassed to say I don't know a whole lot about him. But, I mean... Uh, did you know he um, he owned the Lucha Libre magazine? Yes, I did. That, okay. I, I, I first found out about that in the strangest way. Hmm. If I was, you know, is like eighty six or eighty. No, no, no. It's closer to like eighty nine, I think. But uh, you know, Pat Howard and Physical and I were we are always buying the you know the Lucha mags, and you know Pat Howard is the one, only one who spoke Spanish. And I saw some you know column mentioning the, the Olympic Auditorium action that had been happening, and. Uh, I was saying, hey, hey, uh, Pat, what what does it say? And I'll never forget, Howard was reading it and saying, I I think I'm getting this right, but this is weird. And it was around the time when Mora and whoever he is promoting with, I guess he had a partner at the Olympic who mm-hmm. was an American. They had a parting of ways, and uh, the partner continued to promote for, I think, five or six more months. Um, and he, his shows were pretty good too. And, um, in fact, I think the reason he stopped was because the Olympic, uh, was being closed down and, you know, they were talking about tearing it down at the time, but I guess, uh, I don't know if it was Benjamin Moore who wrote it or somebody, you know, <laughs> somebody who was friends with him, but it was weird because they were talking about like. God, it, it feels weird talking about it. He t- it talks about how there was a big falling out, and of course he doesn't say it from the from the uh, through the eyes of Benjamin Moore. They're making it look like it's a journalistic piece, but they're talking about the guy being like like a like a rotten Jew or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> And, and you know right, yeah, means- from what and from what I heard, the, the, I I don't know if this was always under 
Moore's claim, but Lucha Libre would put some kind of odd stuff like that. Yeah, they used to shit on a lot of their competition. Yeah, yeah. People, people they had heat with, they would like write really negative stuff. I think we'll figure it out as I go along. I, I guess I think you do have a couple of magazines from that era, don't you? From yes, um, I do. I have yeah, actually so have quite a few. I, I'll, I'll probably when I do the Lucha Classic because I'm covering those magazines. I'll probably be telling you, yeah, he said this about this. <laughs> and you're like, really? I would like to know more about it, but I'll, yeah. never, I'll never forget the expression on Pat Hoett's face when he is reading it. Just, just his, his, his eyes are sort of kind of like squinted, like, what? <laughs> like, is this for real? <laughs> yeah. You were, he actually co-promoted those um, shows that you went to and um, that we will actually talk about, the next Lucha Classica, um, the, the shows in Los Angeles. Uh, the uh, Hijo de Santo versus yeah, Negro Tapas. Yeah, the FMM, the FMWWWA shows where it was um, um, Hijo de Santo, Onida, and Tarzan Goto versus um, Nero Casas, Horace Boulder, and um, God, I forget Tim Patterson. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to tell you that was one of the best shows I ever attended. I, how yeah. should I say one of the. It is one of the most enjoyable shows ever. I had so much fun. I was even snapping pics at ringside for that. Yeah, yeah, match. I saw you on there. I was like, I just posted the the match on um, on our Patreon. Yeah, you know, it, it, that was when I was kind of actively wrestling, and I I always thought, huh, I wonder if I could ever weasel my way into an opener on one of these shows. I'm glad I didn't because I had so much fun just snapping pics and just just watching a match that on paper did not look like it was going to be anything special. Would it have been amazing, like, if Nero Casa remembered you from that? I know, that would have been funny. You <laughs> <laughs> would have been like, hey, I remember you from 92, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, this, that. this ring they have up tonight, is this yeah. the same one we had in, uh, back in 92? Yes, well, actually, before that, because you, you saw him even before that, like, in the like the earlier, like, a year or two before that, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I actually got a photo op with him in Japan. Yeah, so you, it's like he probably. I'm, you know what's funny is is I d- did run into him at a show and introduced myself, and he didn't remember me. Of course, I looked a lot different from when I was in Japan. I had you know this a beard, uh, shoulder yeah, length yeah. hair, and this um, these weird looking glasses. Nineteen nineties. Yeah, you were going that with the thirty. 30- 30-something look, wasn't it? Like something like that? Yes, yes. I had the 30-something look, and then I think the next time I saw him, I had ditched the beard. I had a lot cooler glasses, and my, my hair was practically down to my elbows, so I, I think I did look like a different being. But yeah. I was shocked he remembered us from a few years ago. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that still that, blows that, me away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll probably have more on Benjamin Mora on the Lucha Classica podcast, and since we'll be talking about that and We'll try to get Dr. Lucha on the show and have him talk about it more. Yeah, he's somebody uh, I actually would like to – one of those guys I never really thought what his story was, but I think he's worth doing some research on because I remember going to so many of his shows, and more often than not, they were really solid cards he promoted. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, so we went to a show this past – like a couple of weeks ago and um, here in Los Angeles, and who was there? Puma, Tiger, and Jeromaya Jr. We got to talk to them. We interviewed them. Uh, their match was really good too. Which that was a good yeah. match. That was really enjoyable. Yeah, what did you I, think I, of that show? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. I, I'd say the main event was the one match to speak about. Yeah, um, oh, yes, the building was kind of out there too. So the building, <laughs> that, yeah, actually, the building would be a great place to have a wrestling show if they didn't have so many pillars and beams 
inside the arena blocking the view of the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like those pillars were like, I, I was like trying to get like video of it and or get pictures. Like, man, there's a pillar in every corner. Like, I couldn't get anything. It's like we had to be, uh, we had to be, you know, really clever to find out a place to sit where there was no, you know, place that where our view would be interrupted. Yeah, what you think of Puma, Tiger, and Girl, Maya Jr.? I loved them. They were awesome. And, and what nice guys, too. Yeah, yeah, really nice guys. Well, you know, it's the Casas family. They're all really nice. Girl, Maya Jr. remembered us from the time. From five years us. ago, from yeah, 2012. Yeah, and he's like, he's like he, tells, he tells me that I'm skinnier and tells Kurt, you look, heavy, you look a little heavier. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know if that's like, I think that might have been like, he probably should have told me I looked uh, fatter. And you skinnier? Well, I gotta say, he is perceptive because I think I am about uh, about ten pounds heavier uh, than I was when we last saw him. Oh, really? Oh, man, he did notice. Well, you know, he looked a lot bigger too. He he looked a little thicker. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He did. You really know? nice guy. I thought he was a really, yeah. really, really friendly guy. Yeah, one of, the, one of the nicer guys that 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 I mean, all these. All, it's funny. Like I would say, everybody that we've met and interviewed for our for just interviewed for the website and stuff, they've all been really nice. Like I know they been, have. Yeah. I, I yes, they have. I mean, I, I was I was I was kind of disappointed. Mano Negro was wasn't nice, like friendlier. He was a nice guy, but not friendlier or like. Yeah, you know, but I I think you were like you were pointing out to yeah, me I was that to get us to talk about his his daughter. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> how to how to make friends and influence yes. people. Yes. No, yes. but you you pointed out to me how it, it's probably a generational thing. Yeah, they and carry themselves in a more formal fashion. Well, I remember the the person who told us about this was Vol- Volador Junior was the one that told us like when he when he when he heard me say that I thought he was going to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's and right that's like, right. Like, he's like you're the second person that says this. Why why would you think that? And I was like oh because. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of you kind of get stories from uh, you guys from Mexico. You're like, no, that's the old generation. The new guys are, are a lot easier to deal with. I'm like, oh, cool. And Puma and Tiger, I mean, gee, they 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 continue the tradition of a lot of just great guys. Yeah, just great people yeah. in the Casas family. That was a really fun match. I remember it was uh, with uh, Espectro Segundo, yeah, whoever that was. Acero Dorado Pilotos, we see that. Yeah, that was, uh, and and boy, that. Bump that Platino, the referee took into the garbage cans. And you know, I watched the. There's somebody posted the video, but I don't remember when exactly it happened. But I couldn't find it, like mm-hmm. that bump. And I was like, man, I got, I got, I probably have to rewatch the video because I really want to see who bumped, like who threw him or who tossed him. Yeah, because remember, we didn't even video. realize it happened until we heard this loud sound. Yeah, and, and he, he he flew by all the trash. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, the, the use of the trash can by a Spectro, and then later on Tiger using it. And, you know, I love, another, I love how, and, and that was another example of how you get Puma, Tiger, and Girl Maya Jr. Who you see them in CMLL, and they kind of like they're really good in, in CMLL, but they kind of like are limited. And then they work an indie show, and it's like, wow, these guys are so much better than than what they they're are. Doing. They yeah, they're really yeah. good. Girl Maya's one. I, I I don't. Who knows? I don't know why. He doesn't get a stronger push. That guy's really, really yes. good. Uh, and that's what did I, what I did. Have you read the interview I did with him? I have not yet. Okay, yet. so like in the interview, I asked him like, like why he's like, why he's like, kind of does he like working in Sam Allen trios matches and stuff like that? And it, but I tried to like, what I'm really trying to ask him is like, why stay there? Like if you're still doing uh, 
the same old trio of matches and stuff like that. It was, it was he, a nice, tactful way to ask him. Yeah, but then Seriously. he started about, yeah. but instead I started asking about independent wrestling, so I think mm-hmm. it kind of just like flowed together, and he kind of explained how, yeah, in independent wrestling, you have a little more liberty to do all the stuff you, you can't do in CMLL, and mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of like that. But you know, it's it's just it's it's hard for those guys because you kind of want to see them succeed and still be part of CMLL, but at the same time, they don't really do anything with them in CMLL. No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Pretty unfortunate. Yeah, I know that is a bummer. You yeah, know, were you disappointed you didn't win the big flat screen TV? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I might have had a better chance if I, I bought one of the raffle tickets for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the 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 the, the girl the. The, the, goes over and like she she shakes my hand to like uh, and I'm like I'm thinking I look at the list and I'm like hey there's only one person so that's but but I think I go I'll buy one and then she tells us the price ten bucks and you just see all of us go like no no I know <laughs> yeah you know I, you I, can I, sucker I, me I out of trick. a two dollar you yeah, can sucker me out of a two dollar raffle ticket but yeah two dollars is my limit and <laughs> yeah that's already too much. Um, so, Kurt, anything else you want to talk about? Any other news you have? No, uh, not right now. Um, Will you be I, watching CMLL this week? I, you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball and say, no, I will not, because maybe I'll be, <laughs> maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm lying. You know what you, I mean? You know, the cool thing is now they actually put it on YouTube, too. Like, them, them, they themselves put it up. Yes, I've noticed that. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so like if you can't watch it on a Friday, you could watch it like the following day or whenever you have free time. So that's good. Have you been keeping up with Lucha Underground? No, I have not. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that that groan sounds like, uh, oh, dear, you're not missing anything groan. Well, it's actually pretty – it's been pretty good. Like the last mm-hmm. last week was pretty good. I haven't watched this week, but um, they got they, – they've cut they're, – they're down to like the, the fine the, – what is it? The final sixteen or eight in the in that tournament that they're doing. So you didn't have to watch. You could just skip the first round, really. <laughs> that sounds 30, good. Thirty-two man tournament is a little too much. Uh, so I guess we should end this podcast. I will mention again. You guys can check out the Lucha Classica podcast on our Patreon page, Patreon.com/LuchaWorld. Uh, three dollar reward. There's three rewards: one dollar, three dollar, five dollar reward. Uh, the $3 and higher is the one where you'll get the Lucha Classica podcast and some of the other stuff. The $1 reward, I don't even know why like it exists, but I put it up there. You know, If somebody wants to like support us by sending us one buck, then that, that's appreciated. Uh, I'm like the worst person at, at like plugging this stuff, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even like, I don't even like, you know, it's weird. It's weird. The internet era, like you have to like, at, like, this is like, I think Patreon's like our way, like my way of getting rid of like like having to bug people about buying, like paying, clicking on ads and stuff like that. Absolutely, yes, yeah, yes. So I think that's basically the way I see it. And you're getting more content, really. You're getting the. You, I do post a couple of videos, although I think some of the videos down the road will get posted again, like for everyone on YouTube. Yes. Like, you know, just start it off for those people, then post them, make them available for everyone else. Uh, gives it, it more gives me a reason to put it up more than anything. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, the Lucha Classica, I really mean, you're, you're picking a lot of great subjects, and, you know, these aren't just, like, uh, things uh, ripped from Lucha Wiki, and then, for you know, how would I say, uh, 
<laughs> plagiarized. Yeah, no, you know, there, there's a there's a real good lucha education in there. I I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, um, the piece on La Parker you guys did. Yeah, and you know, and, and there's always something where Doctor Lucha will like bring up something back from behind the scenes, and he doesn't want to say it, and I will make him say it. Ah, I, that's great alone. Yeah, that's, I think he thinks that I think he thinks hundreds of people, like thousands of people, listen to it. But it's a Patreon page, so like only the Patreon people listen to it. And I, I don't think they're going to go like calling Alley Park or who or whoever's still involved in the in that story. What what we say? Yeah, I so, don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, it's, if it's, they do, there then they need to find a hobby. Yes, if they do, we will block them. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, check that out. Um, anything else, Kurt? Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, Hare Krishna.